Hello and welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. It's Saturday afternoon and I've just been doing a bit of writing on a project where I'm adapting a short one-shot of Eldritch Tales, the Lovecraftian white box horror game by Joseph D. Salvador. And it's a scenario that I ran at UK Games Expo last year as a little taste of game for games on demand. And I'm currently adapting that into a more sort of fully-fledged adventure module. And while I was reading through that, I started to think a little bit about magic items in games and how you work out what the powers are for them and how they affect your character. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. Okay, so what do I mean by magic items? Well, the way I look at it is a magic item is anything that gives your character an ability that they wouldn't have had normally, or that enhances them, or in the case of cursed items, maybe sort of gives them a negative value that they wouldn't have otherwise had. So, for instance, if you drink a potion of invisibility, you're invisible. Your character probably couldn't turn invisible otherwise unless they're a mage and they have the spell. You have the, the much maligned plus one sword in a D&D game. You get a bonus to your to hit roll and your to damage roll, etc, etc. Now, in my own Midlands game, which I'm running using Castles and Crusades, we've just got to the point where the, the player characters have started to collect a, a small sort of group of magic items and they've picked up like lots of odds and ends hereabouts and none of them are sort of all oh, right okay one of them's a massive flaming like magical sword but the rest of them are more sort of small like knickknacks with little sort of odd powers now part of the reason i like to do this is because i think it's interesting to have these magic items that have powers and abilities that are flavored by the reasons they were created and by the background, and also some of them have been rolled on random tables, so I'm just incorporating whatever I rolled on the table. But that got me thinking about, how do you actually find out what a magic item does in a game? Now, the obvious answer is, you are put in the position of your character. You get this magic item, so let's say, for instance, uh, as is the case with uh, my players in the game, Fry Dunstan has picked up a soft leather overcoat now because he's got the detect magic spell he's cast detect magic on it he knows it's magical but he doesn't know exactly what it does so you could argue that the player is in the same position as their character and obviously you can experiment with different ways of trying to find out what it does so in the friar's case he's worn the coat for an extended period he's seen whether it's affected his mood or anything like that it hasn't no one else has noticed that he's behaving strangely so he doesn't think it's anything that's affected his alignment or anything like that but then how do you test it after all it's a it's effectively light leather armor so you might think oh it's magical leather armor maybe it gives me an ac bonus but if you're in a combat and a blow's turned aside by leather armor Unless it's something really obvious, like it's an orc wielding like a two-handed axe and your light leather coat just shrugs it off like Luke Skywalker bridging his shoulder, then it might just be the case that like, you've just got lucky or maybe your opponent got unlucky and the blow 
was turned aside by the armour anyway. Maybe their weapon's dull. You don't know. It's very difficult to nail it down unless you're sort of you're stepping outside of the narrative and it's, it's getting a bit matter and you've got the numbers and whatever and you know that a certain number should have hit you if you've just got normal armour on but the GM tells you it hasn't. So if you can't do that, you've no real way of knowing if it gives you an armour bonus. Uh, what if it has more esoteric powers? And obviously I'm not going to go into the exact powers that it has here in case any of my players are listening. But beyond that, what do you actually do to find out what these powers are? Now part of the reason I said this came to my mind when I was reading Eldritch Tales is because chapter 11 of that book is Eldritch Artifacts. And it talks about mythos tomes, these sort of like the Necronomicon, um, Liebedegels, stuff like that. These sanity-blasting tomes of evil knowledge that can drive you insane just by reading them. And the game represents that with a set series of rules. So the way it works in Eldritch Tales is that each of the books has a reading period, which is the time required to read before you can make a test. Once you've done that, you make an intelligence test. If you succeed on it, you gain certain benefits. You might gain knowledge of spells, certain other benefits based on what the book contains. If you fail, you you get a downside, which you're normally gaining in some of the points in this game. Uh, each of the books requires a number of successful reading periods in order to have read the entire book. So you're making multiple rolls. Now, I thought that was quite interesting. Obviously, it works well for the the Cthulhu mythos, where anyone who knows anything about the mythos or has played any mythos games knows that if you see a book bound in human skin with a face on it, don't pick that shit up and just read it, or your mind is inevitably going to snap or something horrendous is going to happen. Now, as a disclaimer, I should probably say here that if I'm ever in a Cthulhu mythos game, I know the tropes, I know the genre conventions, and I embrace them gleefully, and I will quite happily be the person who goes, Oh, a copy of the Necronomicon! Picks it up, reads it, and then is found either dead or gibbering to himself in a corner by the rest of the party. But for me, that's all part of the fun of a Cthulhu game. So, I found it interesting that there were actually rules for this, and this got me thinking about the 5th edition game that I'm playing in with my old face-to-face group, and how there's the idea that over a certain amount of time, you can automatically attune yourself to a magic item, gaining knowledge of how the magic item works and the abilities that it has. Now, to be honest, I'm not sure how much I like that. I sort of have a bit of a love-hate relationship with that idea, because... I don't like the idea that you can just be like, oh, GM, I'm, I've been holding on to this sword for X number of months. What's it do? And you just find out in that manner and just entirely sort of avoid the whole exploration and the joy of finding out and discovering things. But by the same token, if you get hold of a magic item and it's, it's something quite obscure and you're never able to work out what the item is. That would be incredibly frustrating. So I can sort of see both sides of the coin with that. And to be honest, I don't really have any good answers when it comes to 
the best way of sort of finding out what a magic item does. As someone who really gets into the OSR games, where it tends to be more sort of like rulings over rules, I lean at more heavily towards the sort of finding out by experimentation and things like that. So I thought I'd put this out there to you, the audience. If you've got any great ideas for either rules or methods that people have used, or if you've even got any crazy stories about ways that people have found out to discover the potential highs and lows, the pitfalls and the powers of magic items in D&D and other RPGs, please either get in touch with me at reddicediaries at gmail.com or feel free to drop me a voicemail at Anchor and let me know your thoughts on the matter. I'd really love to hear what you have to say. So until I see you next time, keep rolling those dice, take care and whatever game you're playing, enjoy yourselves. See you soon.